The information provided on this podcast is intended to be educational and informational only and is not considered to be formal legal advice. The listener should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Any listener in need of legal opinion upon which to rely in decision-making should consider formally engaging an attorney to review relevant facts in detail and examine the pertinent law as it applies to those facts. Welcome to Real Estate Milestones, where we explore fascinating topics in commercial real estate with knowledgeable industry experts. I'm your host, Ben Malik, and I'm a young real estate professional who is passionate about adding value to people's lives through the incredible power of real estate. My goal is to help you discover what the heck is going on in the industry and how you can get involved. This is Real Estate Milestones, where your future in real estate lies just around the corner. Hello, everybody. This is Ben coming to you from New Orleans, and we got Adrian, I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> no worries. It's uh, Chukliangi. Chukliangi. It's not, not that hard after you say it, but it's a, uh, yeah, you, you can see how to, how to read it. But um, cool. So Adrian is the director of St. Joseph's Capital, a commercial real estate investment company with the purpose of inviting faith-driven leaders into a world of new streams of passive income and impacting an impact while assisting missionaries committed to the sharing to sharing the hope and joy of the gospel with high school and college students worldwide. He's also the host of the St. Joseph's Capital Podcast, which is a collection of interviews with top experts in the real estate industry with a focus on the synergies between faith, personal growth, impact creation, and real estate investing. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of good stuff going on for you, Adrian. Um, can we start out with uh, you telling me about your first milestone in real estate? Sure, Ben. You know, first, just thanks for having me on the show. It's uh awesome getting connected with you and uh yeah um i would say the first real estate milestone uh for me was just uh having different kinds of uh you know mental seeds planted in my in my mind from different books um to kind of have me you know put on that direction of <clears throat> hey let's invest in you know, a proven asset class like real estate that, you know, can uh, produce passive income. And <clears throat> I would say that would be the first step, but, you know, um, using the VA loan as, as a military member yeah. was definitely, um, you know, being able to put zero money down on a, on a single family property um, was a huge milestone, uh, you know, for, for my wife and I, as we, you know, we're looking for a place to live at one of our previous duty duty assignments, um, and then uh, just kind of growing from there and expanding into the the commercial multifamily realm um, and, and doing uh, larger syndications. Yeah, that's awesome. And when I when I first heard of the VA loan, I was already in college. I was like, "What am I doing here?" Like, I started. I already started learning about real estate. I was like, "Wait a minute! Like, this is this is awesome." Um, you know, because zero zero money down someone who has, you know, limited capital seems like a pretty good way of, could you house hack? Did you, did you house hack? I did not know since it was, it was my wife and I, but, uh, you know, always, um, you know, have that strategy in the back pocket, like, oh man, mm -hmm. like if I was, you know, using this strategy, maybe five years ago, um, it would have been a solid move, but I know a lot of, uh, other military members definitely take advantage of such an awesome resource, you know, cause you're able to wrap in um, renovation costs or, um, <clears throat> you know, you, you have your, your eligibility um, that you can use 
you know, more than once. And so it's just a, a really awesome tool that, you know, it's just super helpful if you know how to use it properly. And, um, you know, house hacking is just a, an added advantage when you combine it too. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely a, a, an awesome resource and you definitely deserve it. Thank you for your service. Oh, it's an honor, man. <laughs> yeah. And um, could you tell us a little bit about your, your role in the Coast Guard? Um, it sounds like a interesting post. And then also, if you learn anything that you've taken into real estate, you can share that as well, please. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, just rewind a little bit. Um, I would say that, uh, you know, my journey in the Coast Guard kind of started with with the game of basketball and and wanting to, to play basketball in college. And uh, I got a, an appointment uh, to the Coast Guard Academy to play basketball there for four years. And uh, I had no idea what the military, you know, did or what the Coast Guard was even, um, but uh, just kind of took that leap and saw it as an open door from the man upstairs and, uh, uh, you know, did my undergrad studies at the, the Coast Guard Academy for four years. And then, um, you know, upon graduation, you, we also receive a commission to serve as, as officers in the Coast Guard. And so, um, you know, I served in a variety of, of roles, uh, you know, among those uh, in, in the law enforcement capacity, search and rescue, uh, drug and migrant interdiction, um, illegal and unregulated fisheries enforcement, um, partnership building with uh, <clears throat> some of our foreign partners internationally. Um, yeah, those are just a, a, you know, a few roles that I've gotten to kind of play play around in in the Coast Guard and, and see how you know our service operates and and some of the missions that we're involved in. Wow, yeah, that's really interesting. And then um, you know, any lessons you you take away that have helped you in real estate or in any part of your life? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say that just being involved in operations and you know seeing how um, things got done in the military and you know trying to improve improve processes and, and, you know, improve the, the time that you can get something accomplished, um, you know, along with the camaraderie and, and team building that comes with, uh, you know, working on, you know, a drug case or, you know, chasing, chasing down drug smugglers. It's like when you are oh, yeah. com coming together as a team and, and trying to accomplish uh, something like that, it's, you know, definitely translates into, real estate into business uh you know into life as well and yeah. i would say i would say you know one big one big lesson i guess that jumps out to me is just you know remaining calm cool and collected under uh under pressure and um i feel like that's such a huge help i guess for me this um you know translated into the investing space like you know i'm if i can just carry myself in a in a calm manner um, you know, if you're walking into a negotiation or to the closing table or, um, you know, maybe uh, when you're structuring a deal and you're, and you're talking through those things, it's like, okay, like we're going to, we're going to create a solution from whatever we're working through. And it's like, you know, it's definitely, definitely a lot of lessons learned from, from the military that are, are helping on the business side. <clears throat> oh yeah. That's awesome. That's all. There's a lot, of, a lot of good stuff there. So um I think I see that athletics is also a big part of your life. Um, sounds like you had a similar experience in, in basketball with uh, as to Adam who, who started in basketball before getting into real estate. But um, yeah. you know, a lot of people like to say that 
sports teaches you, you know, the, the agony of defeat and the ecstasy of, of six of winning. And that, that kind of motive, those kind of motivations, like being able to understand and deal with loss and also trying to s- steer away from it and, um, <laughs> you know, succeed is like these kind of values, um, you know, I've gotten from my experience in sports, along with the, the team building aspect, seems like there's a parallel to that in the Coast Guard and in the military in general. But um, yeah, I mean, if you could tell us a little bit about your, your sports background and, and how that's led you to where you are. Um, that'd, be, that'd be super cool, too. Yeah, sure, Ben. I mean, I, I grew up playing uh, soccer and basketball. And, and uh, as, I, as I got a little bit older, I, I focused more on basketball um, and put a little bit more effort, effort into it. But um, yeah, I love I love to shoot, man. I I, uh, I you know that was kind of one of my main roles was to 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 go on the court and and to knock down shots. And so uh, I always I always think of Michael Jordan, man, because he always said like you know you you're <clears throat> you can't make the shots that you don't take. Um, and you know he he was entrusted with you know taking you know a lot of game winning shots that he ended up missing. But it's like you know what did he do with those? he just kept going to the next game, like, you know, with the mindset he was going to make it. And so I think, you know, that's, that's always a lesson in the back of my mind, you know, with real estate and, and with, with marketing too, it's like, okay, well, you know, if I, if I shoot, you know, 40%, that's like a good percentage, um, you know, and it's like, you're not going to make all the shots, but you just got to keep focusing on the next one. If the, the previous shot wasn't as good. So I think that's, that can be applied to, to so many aspects of business to, yeah. you know, know that you're, you're going to fail. It's just a matter of being able to, to keep, keep going, to, to keep persevering and, you know, just have that mindset. Like the next one is, is going to be money. Right. That's awesome. And um, we are my, or I'm a hockey player. So our, <laughs> nice. our idol, Wayne, yeah. Yeah. Our, <laughs> our idol Wayne Gretzky says you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So we got the similar, um, you know, legendary advice from people who've done this, you know, who are, you could say the best in their, their field. So yeah. um, definitely. I, I think, I think uh, the best athletes in each sport are, are probably quoted with that same quote, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, probably. <laughs> well, it seems like we, we've just checked off two of them. Um, let's see, like yeah. maybe you can check in some, some badminton catalogs or something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um shifting gears to what you're up to now uh you you have saint joseph's capital and can you tell us a little bit about like the deals you're looking for and then you know how you 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 know came to to this role and then started this part of your your journey yeah absolutely um i'll kind of rewind a little bit kind of going back to mm-hmm. um you know when i the first time that i was really drawn to the world of investing uh you know specifically real estate um it was really during a season in my life when, you know, I was focusing on my personal growth uh, as a man, personally, professionally, relationally, and spiritually, um, you know, and I, and, uh, you know, I grew up in a, in a Catholic uh, family. I was the fourth of six children. Um, you know, my, my parents did an amazing job at, at raising us and, and, you know, showing us uh, this amazing gift that we had in the faith. Um, you know, but it wasn't really until my days, you know, at the Coast Guard Academy when, when I encountered Christ on a, on a deeper, uh, more personal level. Um, and so the Coast Guard Academy campus ministry um, had a relationship with this organization, FOCUS, which is the fellowship of Catholic university students. And so FOCUS has campus missionaries assigned um, 
you know, to the Coast Guard Academy. And there was really one missionary who really invested, um, you know, a lot of time, you know, and effort into, into me as a person, uh, but also our friendship. Um, you know, and through that friendship, he invited me into a weekly Bible study, which is really where my relationship with Christ developed and grew. Um, you know, and so this Bible study led to friendships, to mission trips, to uh, serving parish communities, to, to taking uh, a pilgrimage to Rome. Um, and it really was just a time of formation for me, you know, as a man in preparation to step into, uh, you know, my vocations of, of marriage and fatherhood. Um, and then, you know, during this time of, of formation as a man, I had come across this parable from the Bible that, uh, you know, stayed on my heart for a while. Uh, and this parable is known as the, the parable of the talents, uh, which is in the gospel of Matthew. And it's, it's really about a, a master who lends, um, you know, or entrusts three servants to steward a different number of talents, um, you know, in which that time in history, a talent was actually referring to the currency um, of the day. Um, and so one was given five, one was given two, and one was given one. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the one that was given five went out and produced five more. The one that was given two went out and produced two more. And the one that was produced one um, actually ended up burying in the ground. And, you know, he ended up, uh, the one that was you know, buried one ended up being admonished. And so uh, the big lesson for with this parable for me was that like, you know, it's, it's prudent and it, you know, it's virtuous to, to produce more with what we are entrusted with. Um, and so, you know, reading scripture was a, having a profound role in my relationship with God during that time. But, you know, I didn't really know what that meant for me financially at the time. Um, and I was kind of hesitant to dive deeper into, into uh, you know, our financial situation and, and to have a, a strong focus on, on money because I didn't want to take it away. I don't want that to take away from my relationship with God or, uh, you know, my relationship with my, with my wife. Um, but uh, um, I started to develop this, this clarity, uh, you know, the clarity that we kind of talked about, you know, on the pre-show um, and my, my money mindset shifts kind of started to occur and, and uh, I started to see different ways to invest. Um, and, uh, you know, fast forward a bit to, um, you know, once we had our first son, uh, there was this moment where I was approached by a missionary who, you know, he asked me to join his mission support team and, and to contribute financially to his ministry so that he could go do the mission and share Christ <clears throat> with students. Um, and, uh, you know, we were helping some missionaries, but we wanted to help more. And, you know, he, this guy, he was a friend, but, you know, I ended up declining to financially support him at this time, just because, you know, now that we were, were creating a family, money was a little tighter, you know, since my income was a sole stream of income, you know, for, for our family. And so, you know, I had this huge sense of frustration because I realized that, you know, I had been led to believe uh, certain things about money and finances that were actually broken. Um, you know, in a lot of ways. And I, and I started to understand that this broken mindset wasn't going to help us, you know, achieve, you know, this goal of, of, of time freedom, of time freedom of being able to, you know, not have to trade our, uh, you know, time for money, as well as to have, uh, you know, generous hearts and to be able to give, you know, abundantly. And so, 
you know, I began to see how there was, you know, something lacking with that mindset. And um, I knew that God didn't want me to wait until, you know, we're 55 when, uh, you know, our late fifties when we can pull out our retirement funds. Um, and so, um, you know, I started looking for those different ways of investing and, uh, you know, that's when I came across real estate and, and, you know, buying our, our, our property with the VA loan. And, you know, I, I got involved with active duty, uh, passive income, which is, uh, in education, uh, community that's helping military members invest in real estate. And, uh, it really helps me through the process of analyzing, uh, you know, how to, how to manage, um, you know, that property. And so, um, you know, I kept hearing about multifamily real estate and I was like, why have I never heard about this before until now? Um, you know, I started to read books, listen to podcasts, educate myself and network with other investors. Um, and I ended up joining their, their multifamily mastermind and academy and, you know, began building those, uh, relationships and, uh, really just started to see the urgency you know, to respond to this call to use our God-given time, talent, and treasure to produce and bear fruit, you know, to really leverage our financial resources, you know, for his will. Um, and, uh, you know, I en ended up uh, investing passively into a 72-unit uh, syndication. And uh, I started to discover the profit centers, you know, of real estate, um, you know, at work, you know, whether it's, you know, cash, the cash flow that was that was coming in each quarter, um, the, the equity that was growing and the, and the debt paying itself down or, um, you know, that investment acting as a hedge against inflation uh, or, you know, the tax advantages that I know you're passionate about, Ben. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, also, also the leverage uh, that you're able to use and, and you know, kind of leverage other people's, other people's finances and, and resources to be able to, uh, you know, take down larger deals. And so, um, and then additional to, to this, you know, you have your economies of scale, right? You're, you're working with larger properties. Um, you know, if you have a hundred units compared to, you know, one, two or three, you, you know, the, when you have a vacancy, um, it's not going to be as big of an impact, um, you know, to, to that, that net operating income. So, yeah. really just, you know, drawn to that world of syndication. And uh, yeah, I mean, with St. Joseph's Capital, um, you know, we are a commercial multifamily real estate syndication company that's, that's focused on, uh, you know, B and C class multifamily uh, properties and, and desirable markets that, you know, are showing predictable passive progress, but also, you know, being able to serve our investors, um, you know, that are looking for something alternative uh, to the stock market. Um, and, uh, you know, we really believe that real estate is, you know, cash flowing real estate, um, you know, is, is the foundation for you know, generating, um, wealth for generating time freedom. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a, you know, kind of went on a tangent there, but that's, that's the rundown on, on, on where we're at then. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, great story. And I resonate with a lot of what you said. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, I read, you know, it's really funny because that parable that you mentioned, I read it in a book for the first time, like maybe two days ago. Okay. Like, literally like, I was like, wow, like that's awesome. And then I mean, of course <laughs> now it's like two days in a row or like two days later and I, I hear it again. But yeah, I mean, like, I feel, feel like some people have this notion 
to, to be like religious or to, you know, honor God, you have to abstain from worldly pleasures or, you know, money is kind of like on it's, it's sacrilegious, but I mean, like, you know, your time can be committed to doing good and adding value in the way that you want to, and you think is powerful. And then, you know, investing in real estate and adding value to a, a B and C class and making it a little nicer and, you know, helping people fulfill the simple things in the life that makes them feel happy, you know, just looking around your space and, you know, enjoying being there versus being in a rundown place. Like the ways you can add value with your money and with your time, I think is even more powerful than, you know, like then this thing you have to abstain from, from investing in money completely. So, I mean, it's cool that you have that realization. And I think it's definitely worthy thing to, to spread and instill in, in the community. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, you know, when, when I came across syndication, I was like, what if we could leverage this tool to, you know, 10 X or even hundred X, you know, the number of people that we can help, you know, not only invest their money and put it to work and, you know, receive all the benefits of, of real estate, but, but also to, to, you know, serve their families at a high level of great, greater stewardship, but also, you know, to create impacts, you know, for the sake of the gospel and to help, you know, in the effort to, to, you know, foster opportunities for, for people to encounter Christ. And it's like, you know, we can use these tools, right? It's like, if you see money as a tool, you know, then you're a master over it. But if, if you're, if you're being mastered by money and you don't see it as a tool, then that's kind of like where, you know, the, the, the challenge I think can be, uh, you know, especially from, from a Christian standpoint in understanding, you know, the relationship with money. So. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was really cool because I always imagined like a, like a college missionary or, you know, Ellis Hammond. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's in the mastermind too. I, I figured, you know, because um, you have a, you have a similar story and I, I think he's going to be actually, we already have a podcast date set up. He's going to be on the podcast in a, in a few weeks. So excited for that. Um, wow, that's awesome. I, right. Yeah. When I found his, when I found his story or first heard him on actually, um, I think it was on Anthony Scandariato's discovering multifamily. Um, I was like, okay, this is amazing. Like this is a, a perf, this is an awesome, um, you know, why and an awesome niche of the market. And I always imagine a college missionary would be like, you know, living on donations, like struggling to get by, like trying to just like, you know, not worried about how to actually, you know, take control of his own life. You know what I mean? I kind of mm-hmm. thought that like, you know, but in, in a, in a powerful way, like, having control of your own life is what facilitates your ability to, you know, do the things and add the value in the way you want to with like, you know, the security of being flexible. So, I mean, I thought it was really cool when I heard his story and how he's able to balance everything. And then also teach people that, you know, it's not unchristian to make sound economic decisions, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, ultimately like that might be a misconception out there that, I mean, have you ever encountered that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All the time. I mean, um, I would say that Ellis uh, and his podcast really had a huge influence and impacts on, uh, you know, on my relationship with, with money. And, and uh, I think the way that he presents a lot of, a lot of the concepts, you know, around investing in real estate and, and understanding that money flows to value and, you know, understanding that you can, you can use that right to to glorify God and to to advance His kingdom. I think that's such a powerful concept that you know can't be uh, overexpressed. I think that you know we can continue to like you know, share that message because 
I think there is so much potential, um, you know, for Christians to kind of respond to that call to, to use, you know, to use business, to use uh, capital, to use, um, you know, investing for good and to, you know, to create, you know, a better, a better world and better communities and, you know, so much more. So, uh, yeah, happy to, happy to, you know, kind of shed light there, and, but definitely, you know, happy to highlight Ellis and what, what he's been up to and what he's done. So he's, he's doing some great work. Yeah, totally. And, um, you know, it's, it's also really cool. Cause I actually, I happen to be Jewish and oh, it was, nice. yeah. So, I mean, like it was really cool to like get so much, like I didn't, I can resonate with his message without like feeling like it was isolating to like, you know, it was alienating me. Right. Like yeah. it's just such a noble cause, you know, it's like, it's irregardless of what religion anyone is. I mean, like, yeah, he likes to speak to people he has a lot in common with, but, um, I mean, the fact that, you know, he's trying to create value, like I'm trying to create value and anyone who's in real estate and doing, you know, syndicating is probably trying to create value. And I, I thought that it was cool to like, you know, get a re- religious inspiration from someone who didn't necessarily share the same religion with me, but had like the same values. And I think it's really cool to get down to the core of like wh- wh- why these religions exist rather than, you know, the, the, the news or like some of these like less deep core reasons for her religion and, and, you know, what they're, what they're aiming at. So um, really cool. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that there are a lot of uh, principles that, you know, Judeo Christian principles that, you know, I think we, you know, both can relate on and, and uh, you know, I think there's a lot of discussion about, about money, um, you know, in, in, in scripture. And it's like, that's such a good resource that, you know, is, is also like untapped, you know, in, in terms of like finding references to, you know, how you live your life financially. And yeah, man, I, I could, I could go on about that, but no, I know we got yeah. sh- to show get a show to get back to. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. Well, let's go into the lightning round. Um, so it'll get increasingly harder as you go. So I hope you're ready. Okay. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. What, what superpower would you want if you could choose any? Oh man. Uh, I'd probably want to fly. Fly, flying would be cool. Yeah, it's a common one. Real <laughs> estate, you know, make sure the roof's intact and uh, comp comp man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. So, what's your favorite book, and or what's the ones that's helped you the most? I would say probably the favorite book ever is uh, The Alchemist by uh, Paulo Coelho. It's definitely uh, a really really good one. Um, but uh, yeah, I have a whole book list I'll have to share with you for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I love book lists. I, I read so much and you know, what? I gotta, I gotta formalize my book list. You know, I think I might put it on, I might, yeah, I might make a website just to have my own book list so everyone can, uh, I can update that and have, you know, lead people to it through the podcast. It's like, um, yeah, I mean, I ask this on every, every show and the list is getting very long. <laughs> yeah. My problem is that I buy, buy books faster than I can read them. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes I do that, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's good. It's always good to, you know, personal growth and, and development um, and learning. Yeah. So what motivates you to continue every day? Just the uh, motivation to just to serve my family um, and to, you know, answer the call of, of uh, you know, being a husband and being a father. Uh, and just, you know, see my kids, uh, you know, happy and, and uh, just serving them really is, is the main motivation. Yeah, that's awesome. And so what advice would you want to, or would you give anyone who wanted to follow in your footsteps? I would say start a podcast. Don't be afraid to, 
use your voice to uh, build a network around you. It's it's easier than it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I got to a point where I was like overthinking it, like, oh, like, what should I do? Like, what should my voice be? What should my direction be? And I was like, I realized that I couldn't even discover my voice without trying it out and try like, you know, starting a podcast. So um, I'm glad that Adam Carswell was like, just press record, just just start, just go, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he's held, holding me accountable. And uh, you know what? No regrets. And um, you know, like I've, there's been a lot of evolution from the beginning until now. So um hope anyone who's been here the whole way has been seeing it. And uh, I'm I'm proud to share this experience with you. Cool. Amazing. So last one, since I put you on the spot, I'm giving you a chance for revenge. So ask me any question you'd want to know about me. Ooh, okay. Um, let's see. What is your dream job mm, that's uh that's interesting because i the way <laughs> i approach my like a job is um you know where can i learn the most about the things that i want to learn the most about so this summer i'm going to new york city to study multi multifamily lending with lumint who um they do uh you know a lot of government sponsored uh products and and bridge loans off off the balance sheet. And so I'm just trying to learn about the finance side and the leverage side of real estate. Cause I think it's one of the most powerful things that, you know, le- you have access to leverage uh, in real estate, you know, more than any other asset class. And it's probably because, you know, maybe it's the most secure, or least risky, or, you know, there's actually something tangible there that's scarce. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I want to learn more about, um, yeah. I mean, so essentially wherever I can learn the most about real estate. So um, yeah. Eventually, I'm probably going to be in a, in a place that is either paid by commission or um, through syndicating place where you know I could be in in charge of my own you know income. You know, I'm not, I'm not worried as much about security because I think that I can you know work hard and do what it takes to uh, produce the income, but also add the value to the world that I I want to. So um, yeah, I'm really looking for however to add value and however I can learn. It's a long-winded way of saying it, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I like it. Perfect. Well, Adrian, it's been a a pleasure to have you on the podcast and I'm sure everyone has learned a ton and um, yeah, it's appreciate you sharing your story. Uh, Is there any way that people could reach out to you or learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, feel free to to check out our new um, passive real estate investing uh, introductory course, uh, which can be accessed if you head to stjosephscapital.com. Uh, it's S-T-J-O-S-E-P-H-S-C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. Uh, uh, Put in the description too. Yeah, that, that'd be great. I mean, we got a, a, new, a new book that we, that we just finished up and, it, and it'll be one of the resources along with a few others, uh, a part of the, the course. Um, but yeah, head to the website, check it out and let me know what you think. Awesome. Well, everyone, I hope you guys continue to learn about real estate and make some more milestones. And um, thanks for joining us on this journey and uh, look forward to, to seeing you next week. Thanks for having me, Ben. This is awesome. Yeah. Thanks again, Adrian. Bye-bye.